We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me on this victorious gut reaction episode. My partner in crime, your football priest, Zach Kelberman. All right, Zach, I'm going to tee it up. Broncos have now won three in a row. Two of these victories over high-quality AFC teams, one on the road, very hostile environment. Very few people saw it coming. Vegas is stunned. What's your gut reaction? I'll give credit to you, first of all, Chad. You picked another Broncos upset, and you're two for two in the Broncos' last two games. But if you look, guys look closely, you can see the gray in my beard somewhat. That wasn't there, Chad, before this evening's game. My blood pressure cannot take any more of that. But the Broncos, they were – for the. the my gut reaction, not to be a wet blanket, this was not like the Kansas City game in the fact that they didn't necessarily dominate Buffalo. Buffalo shot themselves in the foot over and over and over. They said, you take this game. And the Broncos said, no, you take it. And it was, no, you take it. And it was like, we insist. Though I will say, for as spotty as that offense looked, especially in the third quarter, they came to life in the fourth. And when they had to have a touchdown, Russell Wilson and the offense came through in the clutch. The flip to P. Ryan, finding Javante for the touchdown pass. They had to have it. They got it done. They're four and five now. And now the question becomes, at what point do we start to talk about the Broncos as a potential playoff contender? It is not too soon, Shad, because they've pulled off two quality wins in a row. And dare I say, this franchise is learning how to win. That's the thing, man. Something is different, and that's what, you know, I've been, that's been my gut feeling picking the chiefs, you know, being there at, at, at this, at the MHH meet and greet. All right. Week seven, that Packers victory. There's just something just felt different going into that chiefs game. Again, just a positive kind of feel. And it was similar in this game, which is why I said, what the heck I'm going to pick them. Uh, but something has changed. Mr. Roosh jumping in saying, I like to thank the 12 men who supported our cause tonight. Go Broncos. Woo, let's go. MHH for life. See, but that's the thing. When you're playing your heart out, when you're making plays, when the chips are down, when you're overcoming obstacles and you're playing a really physical, tough-nosed brand of football and you're staying poised, things start bouncing your way. It's been so long uh, since Broncos country can remember what it's like to have most of those situations bounce your way. But guys, if you think back to those great, Peyton Manning teams that four years, I mean, the, it wasn't blowouts every time. A lot of games came down to the wire. Broncos would find a way to come out on top. And in many cases, maybe more often than not, things bounce your way. So I don't look at it and go, oh, you know, it should be a loss. You know, 12 men on the field, they lucked out there. No, Buffalo screwed up and Broncos capitalized on it with the game winning field goal. Period. End of story. Buffalo's got caught slipping. Broncos made him pay. So you can go through this whole entire game, Zach, all the different swings and, you know, Broncos kind of failing to capitalize on turnovers and different things. But overall, from a macro 10,000-foot view, meta, meta style here, the Broncos overcame every obstacle and came out on top. Jason, thank you, buddy. He says, I want BJ fired. 
I wanted VJ fired. You wanted VJ fired. We all wanted VJ fired. I will gladly accept that I was wrong. The defense has been masterful the past few weeks. Exactly. You got to you got to give a man uh, his credit, Zach, when it's due. It's funny that you mentioned the ball bouncing the Broncos way because on that long James Cook run in the fourth, the ball literally bounced back to him. And I thought for sure I was convinced the Broncos were going to squander this game. But this was what's different. They would have lost if this was Nathaniel Hackett's Broncos. They would have lost this game if it was Vic Fangio's Broncos. They would have lost this game if it was VJ's Broncos, VJ as the head coach. But they're starting to learn how to win. And when you play good mostly complimentary football, uh, you get the breaks in your favor. And I want to give a shout out to VJ. The run defense still a little too leaky for my liking. They got bullied on that, uh, that answer that Buffalo had in the second half, but they came with swagger. Like we talked about in the Kansas city game, they came with fortitude. They came prepared. They were disciplined. Can't say the same about the offense with all those pre-snap penalties. You didn't have Kareem Jackson, you lost P.J. Locke, and you still flustered Josh Allen into multiple turnovers. That was the very key to victory we talked about on last night's podcast, Chad. If you force Josh Allen and fluster him enough, he becomes bad Josh Allen, and you see why the Bills were never infallible. They were never unbeatable. It took a hard-nosed team that was willing to punch them in the nose like they've punched so many other teams in the nose Talking about the Bills, that's what got it done tonight. Troy, thank you, buddy. Appreciate the super. He says, hey, guys, insane. At some point, we cannot say good teams play bad against our defense, but that our defense is good. Nice job, BJ. Great job, BJ. Wow. Yeah, I, I just – the only thing is I had a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, Zach, when P.J. Locke went out because just nothing good happens when Deller uh, and Turner Yell uh, is on the field. And sure enough, even though it wasn't his fault, uh, whatever it was, a couple plays later is that Kincaid touchdown. You're going, oh, man, I remember these. Who's on first uh, miscommunications that lead to big splash plays and scores? This feels hauntingly familiar, but they kind of coalesced, got things together. Let's uh, catch up on a few supers, and then we got a quick matter of business. Guys, everybody's going off in the chat. I love it. The Lady D wow. showing out in force, loving it. Thank, Thank you, you so Deanna. much, Deanna. She says, super excited and happy. Go Broncos. The defense played awesome. Russ played very well. Offensive line played well. The missed field goals can't happen. We got lucky with the flag to win. Still love the win. Go Broncos. MHH for life. Yes, some things I want to riff on uh, on that subject. But look, people are complaining. And even I on Twitter, I was like, look, you know, Russ, he's, he just feels like uh, he's just holding on to the ball too long still. He's a little reticent to, to trust his eyes or trust his receivers. That is still, if I'm picking nits, something I would love to see some improvement on. But you got to give the man his credit. This dude, when the chips were down, found ways to make the plays. And not just at the end of the game when the chips were down, but in the critical moments of this game. This dude only had five incompletions, 193 passing yards. That's not going to impress anybody in the box score. But 24 of 29, Zach, two touchdowns, a rating of 117.4. And some very timely scrambles, nine of uh, rushes for 30 yards. I mean, yeah, I, you pay Russell Wilson $45 million per year to win football games. And it might not always be pretty, but I will take the ugliest victory over the prettiest loss any day. And in the end, for as poor as Russell Wilson played in the first three quarters, for as poor as I thought, Chad, the offensive play calling was very conservative on Sean Payton's part. I understand wanting to establish the run, but it was way too east and west for me. I like north and south football, but they got it done in the end. And I'll say this once more. You saw it with the end of the half field goal attempt. The Broncos got all the players on the field, executed that. You saw they didn't crap their pants in the fourth quarter in this game. We talked about last night in years past, these situations, primetime games, hostile environments, quality opponents, the moment would be too big for them. They would start pressing and they would play down. They played up tonight. It wasn't too big for them. So I have three more words, coaching, coaching, coaching. You know, I, I want to see, I, I hated that last scoring drive of Buffalo in the clutch. You know, it felt very much like first quarter of the season, Vance Joseph defense, but every other aspect of the game plan and execution tonight was excellent. You know, you tip your cap to them. Um, but that could have been a dagger too much to overcome. Thankfully, Russ went down uh, or, you know, went out swinging and victoriously. Ethan, brother from across the pond, throwing down from the tippity, tippity top rope. Thank you so much, big dog. 
really, really can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Seriously. His message is learning. Broncos are learning how to win. Enjoy Broncos country. Yes. It's that same feeling when Sean Payton was asked going into the Chiefs game, hey, how important would a Chiefs a, a victory over the Chiefs be? You know, the streak. Sean Payton wasn't really all that interested in the streak. He had nothing to do with the streak outside of the, the lost game in week seven or six, whatever it was. But what he said was, to paraphrase him, is look, yeah, when you can beat a quality opponent like that, all of a sudden you start, you can't help as a team, as individuals, but to start viewing yourself on that same level. And you don't know what the limits of that kind of belief and confidence really are. And you're seeing it come out in the wash uh, in the form of this Broncos team just playing at a whole different level, Zach. And I, you got to love it. Thank you so much, Ethan. I don't know what more I could say other than I, you have my sincere and Chad's and Scott's and everyone else's sincere gratitude. But something that Deanna said kind of stuck with me. Not to take a shot at her, but she said the Broncos got lucky with that flag. I don't see it that way. You can only go against the 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 opponent that you're facing and you can only deal with the circumstances that are in front of you. It'd be like saying if the bills would have won, did they get lucky because the Broncos missed two extra points? It doesn't work that way necessarily. I don't want anyone from Deanna to Ethan to anyone in Broncos country to apologize for this win. The Broncos pulled it out in the end, and we've seen all too often the last seven, eight years, them snatching vic defeat from the jaws of victory for once on the biggest stage of the week. With everyone watching, it was nice seeing the Broncos snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Naj, brother, so stoked, so stoked for you, man. Because you, just like everybody in this in this room with us right now, have been long suffering. You've kept the faith, stayed energized and optimistic through it all. So very excited for you, my friend. He says, brothers, unbelievable. That game shaved a decade off my life, dude. I'll tell you what. This and this is no lie. This is the first game where I was kind of feeling that that surge of adrenaline kind of just chilling right here going oh man what's gonna happen that's the first time i really felt on the edge of my seat uh since probably the manning days because doing what we do for a living it kind of beats that out of you um but it was back in style tonight big bad way russ delivered says naj in the clutch super impressed with the coaching and what a defensive performance thank you for giving us hope again amen to that naj what do you say zach they have a lot of hope. Thank you so much, Naj, as always. I mean, again, your generosity is off the charts, and uh, I, I feel that level of anxiety because my chest was getting tight, too. My blood pressure, just at this stage of my life, Chad, cannot take any more Broncos football like that. But this is what – I think this is what Sean Payton's plan was and why he trusted the process, Chad, not firing VJ after week three, keeping a status quo for the most part. He was confident that his team would get hot at the right time. You never want your team peaking in September, October. You want them getting hot when the weather turns cold, November, December, into January. And if it wasn't for the Vikings, who've won five straight, we can start to talk about the Broncos maybe as one of the hotter teams in all of football. And I'll tell you, if they beat Minnesota next week, Sunday night football, another primetime game, no one on the schedule is going to want to face Denver. That is the absolute truth. Naj, really appreciate you, brother. Guys, real quick. We're going to get to some rapid-fire Super Chats. We just got to remind you, all right, to make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. It's a big part of our game day here at Casa Jensen. Make it a part of yours. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. You choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, Zach, everybody wins. So many toppings, so many different crusts. You can get a Hawaiian if you're into that. You can get traditional cheese. You can pick up some some cheese sticks, some crazy bread. Everyone wins when you order with Little Caesars. And speaking of winning like the Broncos tonight, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's do some uh, let's do some rapid fire uh, super chats. Copy that, Scott. Uh, Rip Dye, thank you. Got the uh, he, he got his uh, swag. Sent us a pic. Good to see. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, "Man, we did everything possible to lose and still won. Is this the turnaround? Eight years of pain could could be the win this team needs to believe. I think the the win they needed was that Kansas City win. That was the turning point, in my opinion. We'll see how this season unfolds. But David, good to see you, big dog. Thank you, brother." We'll see how this thing unfolds, but I think the the KC victory was the turning point. David's still holding to that 11-6, and and it's still in the cards, Zach. It's still in the cards. It is, and it's not going to be easy. The Broncos have a pretty daunting schedule. I talked about uh, Minnesota. They have Houston with C.J. Stroud. They have uh, more divisional games coming up. It's not going to be easy to get there, but after beating Kansas City, like you talked about, Chad, and now tonight beating Buffalo, the Broncos in that locker room, after being left for absolute dead a month ago, now in this Jekyll and Hyde season, have to be asking themselves, who is going to beat us and who can't we beat? That is the beauty of winning and establishing a winning culture. That's a good way of putting it. Left for dead. No doubt about that. Jess, appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, special teams, extra gassers at practice. Uh, Brad says, let's go. I called for VJ's head, and I also said we needed a full rebuild. I'm really glad I was wrong. MHH for live demo, baby. Amen to that. Larry, good to see you, my friend. Thank you very much for the super chat. It means a lot to us, my friend. Chris, with the with the super chat jumping in on a gut reaction. Love seeing this. Uh, always, always, always a symbolic one on uh, gut reactions. He says, wow, that was a wild ending. Broncos held on. Defense keeping them in it. Just wow. Exactly, dude. I mean, first of all, the Broncos go down. They get those points. You're like, all right, you can rest a little bit. Oh, and then they miss the extra, extra point in the fourth quarter. And you're like, foreboding. You don't survive two of those things in a single game this close where the margin's that close, right? You're like, you just feel it. And sure enough, the Bills, man, they jump right on it. I mean, Cook just marching down the field. And you're going, oh, man. But the def- the, the offense did not wither. And the special teams, you know, it would have been easy to go into a shell if you're Will Lutz after all of the calamity that had happened today uh, and especially missing that one that they got the 12 men on the field, you know. But, hey, he came through in the clutch. That is what counts. Check the standings. I mean, yeah, I mean, Chris, I can feel the emotion uh, in your comment. And it was surprising to see the defense turn that corner. We've been saying for the last week or so during the bye, especially, is the Broncos defense legitimate now? Did the light bulb go on? Did they turn a corner? And for the most part tonight, it looked like they did. Still a little bit to clean up. The run defense was very leaky. They were a little susceptible to the pass when Buffalo uh, went up tempo. But I'll say this. I'll look at you if you're watching right now, VJ. I'm sorry. Look at this. The Bills had 369 net yards. 192 of them came on the ground. So that's the one thing still. And again, they're, they've got some talent when it comes to the ground game. So not only as an offense, but as you guys saw today, that's a stingy, stingy defense, man. Stingy defense used to play in big situation football games. Uh, so tip your cap to Javante, who – Ran hard, dude. 79 yards on the ground, 21 attempts, grounded it out, dude. I tip my cap to him. That man is a freaking warrior, Zach. And what did we say yesterday, Chad? The Broncos can't put themselves in second and eight and third and six, and they have to put themselves in manageable down and distances on second and third. Javante, if you watch each and every one run, he always fell forward. His yards after contact tonight was insane. And it's safe to say that the pre-injury Pookie has returned to Denver, which is a 
big boost for Sean Payton's offense. Scott makes a point here in our private chat in the green room. He says the Broncos went light by design. Two defensive tackles with Cooper and Browning on the edge. They even had Benito in the middle on uh, at defensive tackle on pass plays and as a spy, basically. A stubborn Bills. Yes, indeed. Uh, all right, back into the chat, guys. Let's see what Alexander says. Uh, Will Lutz is not my health is not on my health insurance plan. Good gal. Uh, Mahomes doesn't have anything on the flip pass. Russ still owns it. I put still. Sorry, Russell Wilson owns it. Russ is our guy. Period. Yeah, again, guys, he's executing the offense. You know, I think he's going to continue to improve in some of these areas that are still kind of gnawing at us in terms of, hey, man, trust what you see. Get rid of the ball, but. If you, you know, we, we don't have the, the pleasure or, or the, the benefit, I should say, Zach, of uh, seeing the all 22 or the full length of the film. And a lot of those third down plays or long passing plays that they were hoping something would develop and he would hold on to it and either run or throw it away or dump it off. You would hear the, the, the booth tell you there, he had nowhere to go with the ball. So don't undersell the fact or underestimate how good of a quality defense that he was going against tonight. Rick, thank you, buddy. He says the team is coming together. Buckham, that's right. Buckham with a B. YouTube snarky user, so good to see you. I uh, still don't know how. Still don't know which team should have won. No, I'm, I think the Broncos should have won. They they um, four takeaways to whatever it was one for the Bills. Uh, jumped out early, managed to lose the lead, and yet still found a way to hang in there at the very end and come out with the dub. And you know what? You're like, hey, twelve men on the field. They weren't anticipating the Broncos rushing out to kick that ex or that field goal at the end that he missed the first one, and that's on them. They should have been ready. Coaches should have had them prepared. Instead, they got busted on a twelve man and ended up losing the game. Jonathan, brother, thank you, buddy. Says uh, that's what a head coach knows how to do. That's what a head coach that knows how to build a team looks like. A little later in the season than we wanted, penalties are still an issue. Let's ride. Yeah, the offensive line penalties have to get cleaned up. The one caveat here, Zach, is it was very loud, very hostile, uh, East Coast, all that stuff, but it's still no excuse for what was it, five false starts uh, penalties tonight? I mean, plus the holds and this and that. Very, very uh, giveth and taketh the Broncos offensive line because they blocked their freaking you-know-what's off until late. Those Bills sacks, Zach, weren't coming until the very end of the game. So another classic example of, though, you got to play a full 60 minutes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's kind of ironic, too, because when Sean Payton trashed Nathaniel Hackett, he talked about the Broncos' pre-snap penalties last year. And that's still an issue. I don't know if it's the quarterback. I don't know if it's the offensive lineman. You know, the holdovers from last year, but uh, that cannot keep happening. But to the last comment, not on the screen anymore, but they – we're saying basically it's not ideal you're getting hot now. I disagree with that. I think it's ideal that you get hot now. We all would have liked to at least taken one from the Vegas or Washington game. Losing two really hurt the Broncos' playoff hopes. But again, you want your team peaking as the season goes on. You want your team getting better and finding their identity as the season goes on. A few weeks ago before that Packers game chat, even going into that game, they had no identity. We don't know whether the Broncos were a passing team, a running team. They had no defense. Now they're a run first hard nose smash mouth ground and pound franchise that has taken down two of the NFL superpowers in consecutive games two of the darlings baby two of the darlings in back-to-back -back weeks uh, appreciate you by the way my friend uh Miguel Mike jumping in absolutely unbelievable great win let's go Broncos country great great just great love all the MHH shows thank you Mike really appreciate you Patriot text jumping in an OG Super chat superstar to say tough game to watch, but I'll take the win special teams nearly. And by rights should have cost us the game. Riley Dixon is a sorry punter and holder. We won. And now who knows where we go? MHH for life. That's right. As Zach said, you want to be heating up right now. This is when you want as a team to start really coalescing and all firing on all the cylinders. And you know, the dopamine's firing the, 
synapses are firing. This is when you want it to happen. This is when uh, seasons are, are won and lost, to be frank. So, um, But, yeah, this Riley Dixon thing, you guys have heard us. I've lamented it many times on the show how mid he has been this season. And then his lapses today is like, oh, man. That's in, in tandem with how mid he's been. It's like, uh, but they're going to have to just gut it out this season with Riley Dixon, but I don't expect them to keep him around beyond this this year. Wasn't it last night's show we broke down, uh, the, the or was it Thursday's Thursday. show? The head-to-head, and we talked about Riley Dixon and how you know underwhelming he's been. And I mentioned it's like right tackle for the Broncos. They've tried year after year replacing that, and they just can't seem to find uh, their permanent guy. But you know, blemishes like that, punting or holding or missed extra points, they're a lot more palatable when you win the game in the end, aren't they, Chad? Absolutely, winning cures all, dude. That's the bottom sure. line. George, thank you, buddy. Uh, what are your thoughts? He says on on our record. Hard to say, man. This is a tough, tough schedule that remains. We're just going to have to take it one game at a time. Howie, good to see you, bro. Throwing down. Really appreciate you. Uh, how about them Broncos? What a game. What record do you think we're going to have now? It's hard to say, dude. I'm not really prepared to go out on a limb. I mean, I could blow smoke up your up your skirt, Howie, and, and just make something up. But we're in a situation, I think, where all bets are off relative to which way this can go. But I am feeling like, I'm no longer scared to say the P word playoffs. I'm no longer scared. I'm, am I predicting that's the outcome? I'm not. I'm telling you though, that the Broncos have be have made themselves competitively relevant again. They're still one game away from 500, but don't sleep on them. David's still holding to 11 and six. Colby saying eight wins. Do you have a specific uh, number for people Zach? going into the season? I was uh, pretty confident in 11 and six, uh, just like, our, our dear friend, but after the first three weeks and until that Packers game, I, I changed my prediction drastically right now, the way they're playing, I'm going to say nine and eight, they're going to finish. And that doesn't seem impressive on the surface. It might not be a playoff result, but finishing nine and eight after starting one in five, one in four, whatever, two and whatever, starting off that poorly. That no, one, one and four. One, no, one and five, one and five, one and five. See, we don't even, it's been so long since the Broncos lost now, Chad. We can't even keep up with one, it anymore. One and five, and then they've won three in a row. Now they're four and five. So to go from one and five to potentially nine and eight, and to do so by taking down and snapping the streak against Kansas City, taking down Buffalo at Buffalo on Monday Night Football, nine and eight. It's not the Pat Bowen standard, but that would be a wild success in year one for Sean Payton. No doubt about it. Sam, bam, my brother. So good to see you tonight. Thank you for the generosity and support helping us keep the lights on. He says, wow, just wow. What a game. Huge win. Wasn't pretty, but Russ made some clutch plays. We're going to make the playoffs. Let's ride. Go Broncos. This is this is one of the reasons why, guys, uh, I'm feeling good. This isn't trying to, you know, uh, toot my own horn, but I never wavered. Zach did neither from the in Sean we trust mantra. The Broncos' new owners, the Walton Penners, they went out and spent big in more ways than one to hire the closest thing to a sure thing that they could at head coach, and it's paying dividends. And you heard the broadcast guys talking about it tonight in the pre-production meetings they had with Sean Payton. It's like, whoa, he's walking in here with the swag that he had as the as the uber-productive and winning head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Like They were not necessarily, Zach, expecting him to come in there with the same old confidence and swagger that – he just has, and yet he does, and then he delivers. So this is a guy that with, does deliver. You just got to ride it out, grind it out, stay the course, keep your patience, try to keep your blood pressure down, and trust. You can definitely tell an adult is back in charge, and that basically is the bare-bones expectation we both had on this podcast coming into the season after the Nathaniel Hackett disaster, we wanted competency from the Broncos coaching staff and you saw it in crunch time and both field goal situations at the end of the halves, the Broncos are now a well-coached team and Sam, I'm not ready to use the P word definitively. I'm not ready to say they're going to make the playoffs, but the Broncos went from a team. They hadn't been thinking to themselves, we can't beat anyone to thinking we can beat some teams to now thinking we can beat anyone that's a big big turnaround in itself and it's a mindset they're gonna have to continue to cultivate because the sketch does not get any easier fa brother throwing down from the top rope thank you he says in the words of coach prime do you believe now we ain't coming we are here that's right 
FA again. Thank, thank you, bro. You, he says, I think people need to start respecting and stop saying this game is going to be hard for the Broncos, blah, blah. The narrative should be this game will be tough for the other team. We went into Buffalo and committed a heist, LOL. They did. They stole one. This was a seven-and-a-half-point road win. Like the As far as you know, the, the, the odds makers had Buffalo by seven-and-a-half. But the offense made their plays. That's a good defense, dude. Buffalo is a good defense. Hasn't been as good this season, Zach, as they have in recent years under Sean McDermott, but it is still a good defense that knows how to play high-intensity ball in critical situations, in games that matter. And the Broncos had to go up against that. They still found their ways to get their licks in. That play that Russ made, that touchdown to Cortland Sutton, I mean, vintage. That's a vintage Russ play. That's a vintage Sutton play, to be frank. Like, it's all coming back now. All these ghosts from Christmas past, and you got to be stoked about it. I said on Twitter, you guys wanted prime Seattle Russ. On that play, you got prime Seattle Russ. A hell of an effort by the quarterback and also for Cortland Sutton getting his toes down. That's his career-high seventh touchdown of the season, by the way. I'm old enough to remember, Chad, when some Broncos fans were criticizing the team for not trading Cortland Sutton, but Sean Payton had a plan using him like Michael Thomas, and it's working wonders. Mark says there was a streak breaking uh, Broncos and losses on Monday night football. Yeah. Broncos finally showing out with a victory on a, on a national game is good as well. Ted, thank you, buddy. He says, I didn't think anything uh, would overtake the chiefs win for my favorite game this year, but here we are. What a gutsy performance giving Buffalo a kick to the Lutz. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you should write um, ad copy for manscaped Ted and making up for the Washington and Vegas games. Yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, I still have a, a soft spot so far, you know, for the Chiefs game because we were talking about staring down the barrel, <coughs> pardon me, of 17 straight. But, hey, I don't begrudge you for saying this is uh, this is your game. No, I mean, the situations were a little different. Obviously, the streak against Kansas City, divisional, hated rival. But this was a Monday night football game and pretty much the Broncos season on the line. On the road against a team, by the way, Chad, that rarely loses not only at home, but two games in a row. Say what you want about how the Bills play. They had to have this game tonight. They are spiraling, and they didn't just play lackadaisical. They played to win, and they didn't get it done. So I'm going to still say the Kansas City victory was a lot sweeter. The Broncos just dominated them from start to finish. They didn't necessarily dominate Buffalo tonight, but a win's a win's a win's a win. Guys, so much more to get to. Many comments and supers stacked up. But real quick, with Thanksgiving coming down the pike, are you ready to spice things up for Turkey Day as we dive headfirst into the mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce? We got to talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, and that is the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right. It's time to go cold turkey on your old razor and take care of your uh, self, you know, below the waist, so to speak. Visit manscaped.com and use code HUDDLE for 20% off and free shipping. Enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Gobble, gobble, Zach. As Marie says here so eloquently, don't shave points, shave your Lutz. That's a perfect uh, segue <laughs> to our Manscaped read tonight, Chad. And I can tell you, uh, no BS, guys. Sincerely, I use it a lot, both downstairs and upstairs. I won't. Uh, I'll spare you the details of the downstairs, but you can see the upstairs always looks good. And a lot of other products, Chad, always left bumps and nicks and not so great things on my body. This doesn't. I promise if you're a guy looking for your grooming needs, Manscaped is the way to go. It is a... All of Manscaped products used very much in my house, not just by me, but I have three sons uh, that have to shave, 21, 18, 15, almost 16. It gets a lot of usage, a lot of different products. So uh, we love Manscaped here at Casa Jensen. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. It's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our code HUDDLE. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped your uh your turkey what's the copy your turkey leg will thank you there i finally said it oh yeah all right let's go nick would have said it unflinchingly oh, like he just leans into the whole uh thing i love it you know i i just okay all right family friendly show remains though we we still keep it family friendly fa 
brother. Again, it says with good health, the Broncos can beat anyone on the schedule. They went into Buffalo and won. Buffalo does not lose at home, and we beat them. Broncos pretty much beat the Chiefs and Buffalo from beginning to end. That's great. That's true, man. In both games, Broncos jumped out and didn't uh, let go. They did end up relinquishing the lead to the Bills, but it was oh so brief in the fourth quarter. I mean, it took the entire game for Buffalo to chip back in, and it took a very fortuitous uh, you know, bouncing of the ball, so to speak, with that Sutton fumble. FA nine turnovers. That's right, nine takeaways the past two games for the defense. Who are these imposters? I love it. More of it. Please love this. Yeah. I mean, you got to tip your cap to them because I love that the way you said it, Zach. After the first quarter of this season, I mean, after that Jets game, they were fully 100% stick a fork in them, done, and left for dead. But it's revenant season. It's zombie apocalypse. Here come Vance Joseph and them Broncos. And who would have thought that would be a scary notion for the rest of the NFL and not a, uh, an excuse to laugh when VJ comes at you. But this is what we wanted from the Broncos defense. And this is what I talked about. I could speak for myself going into the year. I was never a fan of the VJ hire. And I, on a professional level, very much disliked him after that Miami game. But I said, if he can just get turnovers and get the ball back to the offense and just give the offense an advantage, you can have something here. My issue tonight, not to be a party pooper on a victory. My issue is not with the defense, except for the rushing defense, a little leaky. They played a hell of a game for 60 minutes. My issue is with the offense, Chad, and what they did with the ball or the lack thereof when the defense forced those turnovers. It worked tonight. The Broncos got fortunate, but you have to cash in when your defense does its part. Broncos did a much better job of cashing in, uh, cashing in on turnovers and takeaways in that Chiefs win. Yeah. But there are more than one way. There is more than one way to skin a cat, and the Broncos proved that tonight. So when's a win? That's what I say. David, that was a great win, but we have to clean up the unforced errors. Yeah, for sure. For sure, dude. And that starts with the false starts uh, first and foremost. When your uh, placeholder is given a perfect long snap on a field goal or an extra point, pardon me, you know, that's an unforced error. Very well said, and the Broncos got to clean it up. Yeah, that's what I just talked about. I mean, all too often, Chad, they got the ball back and just went three and out or punted or went backward in some cases. And you're right, David, the unforced errors, the pre-snap penalties. But I'll, I'll say one more thing that I truly despise. You know, Sean Payton's offense has been light years better. That's beyond a shadow of a doubt. And even the skeptics would have to admit that by now. One thing I still hate, one singular mistake, be it a sack, a penalty, anything that goes wrong goes backward. They can't overcome it. They have to learn that when you're backed up five yards, it's first and 15 and not first and 10. All you need is five additional yards. It doesn't mean you have to go into a shell. It doesn't mean you have to change your approach or your play calling. You have to learn to overcome. And that's still the area of the Broncos offense that reminds me of the 2016 through 2022 era. Got to clean it up. Taylor, thank you, buddy. He says, great win, won the turnover battle. Concern, though, on special teams. You can't miss extra points, but hats off to Will Lutz. Need to stop the run game better. Go Denver Broncos. Yeah, you know, if, if we're if we're doing a laundry list of our uh, nitpicks, definitely the, the penalties, um, the kicking snafus, and the run, the run defense. And then the last thing I'll say is, for the Broncos uh, offense is you just have to figure out how to, it's one thing Zach to be a run first team and prioritize that, but you just have to figure out how to get your passing program more in sync here. Tom, thank you, buddy. Uh, haven't been this happy these last two games since the Manning years. When Wilson needs a tutty, he's a uh, different player. Needs to be like that all the time. Yeah. And I think he's another one of those guys. I mean, it sounds crazy, Zach, considering, how many big games he's been in, and he's be literally been to the top of the NFL mountain. But he is one of those guys I think that's kind of had to have his, his kind of needed to be coaxed back into being, you know, relearning uh, how to how to win and relearning belief because it's one thing to stand up at the podium and espouse platitudes and say things that make it sound like you've been here before and you know what's. But let's be honest, we could tell his confidence took a massive hit after everything that happened last year and the, these two wins man this is how a guy like him 
who does have a championship pedigree, gets it back. Steve, thank you, bud. Semper Fi says, once again, guys, right back at you, brother. Going to give VJ some more love, but did part of the special teams take the whole week off? And why is Mims being left out still? Yeah, I don't know on the Mims thing. They tried to kind of work him in with some gadgety stuff. Again, Never works, uh, ever. Today, it's just not working. You got to be a little bit more, I think, straightforward with him, and it'll pay dividends for you. Uh, but he still has been a huge stud for this team in the return game. Uh, really helped. The Broncos didn't do a lot with the field position. He kept providing them tonight, but uh, tip your cap to him. Yeah, I just wrote about him. I'm pretty sure it was today about the Broncos yeah. coaching staff wanting to get him more touches. And I just think every time you try to run the ball with him, bad things happen. Throw the ball to Marvin Mims, get the ball to him in space, and let his speed take over. He came into the game, Chad, leading the NFL in yards per punt return, and I'm pretty sure he'll remain on the top. The guy is just a dynamo and is going to be a very good receiver for years to come. I still get a little bit nervous with his ball security. Like, you know, that one, oh, was it a fumble? Thankfully, no, he's down. And then that big hit he took from the long snapper after a nice return down the sideline. The guy flexing like, about that? The, the way he was going down with the ball, like it would have been easy for that to get punched out. Like just little things like that, man. And that, I think, does explain in large part the, the coach's discomfort on this uh, utilizing him more. But they're going to keep going back to the well. They have to. He's such an impact guy. Howie, can we start calling him just Allen? Just saying. Uh, I hear you. Grover, wow, wow, wow. If the rest of the season goes this way, I'll need a defibrillator. Uh, the good Russ touchdown toss to Sutton, the bad, the run defense, and the ugly, the missed extra points, but a win is a win. Denver Broncos for life. That's right. Don't question the win. or I mean, you can question it. Don't, don't look that gift horse in the mouth because right now the Bills would love to be the team saying, man, it was ugly, but we found a way. Okay, Nathan, so good to see you, brother. How are you? He says, I thought the universe was against us when Cook's fumble bounced back to him and DeMar Hamlin came in on defense. Let's go. I know that would have been the, 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 the Cinderella ending tonight, uh, but Russ and Sean Payton, they had different designs. And the universe would have conspired. I'm fully convinced of that, Chad. If this was a different year, a different coaching staff, a different situation, the ball literally and figuratively in years past never bounced their way. You know, the Cook thing was the epitome of that. And I thought to myself, oh, here we go again. I felt my heart dropping and the anxiety creep up, but it didn't work out that way. They, you know, they got the ball back. They went down the field and they did what they had to do. All right, we're going to rapid fire. Zeus, love you, big dog. The first face etched on the MHH Mount Rushmore says, wow, what a game. Things are changing with the Broncos. Future looks brighter. Yes, it does, my friend. So great to see you. Thank you, buddy. The Ronk jumping in. Appreciate you, brother. Good evening. Right back at you. So happy you got uh, you got this win tonight, Mike. Seriously, happy for you and everybody. Uh, the most optimistic diehards. I love it. Uh, KB. McMillian and Moreau played well. Those two guys, man, they're they're coming around. It's been really cool to see. It's been as it's been one of the factors uh, that explains the the defensive turnaround uh, so far. I think Zach, uh, Sam Bam, again, thank you, bro, and credit to VJ and the O line, defense and offensive line looking much better. This team is only gonna get better. Go Broncos! They just need a little health, little health fortune. And they'll be, I think you're right on that. Mike, again, thank you, brother. Was not a perfect game, but that's what shows improvement that we could overcome. Exactly. I think the wind was a real factor as far as the kicking game went. Tons of improvements over last year. Not sure about 38. Thoughts? Go MHH. Uh, Zach, what uh, is he talking about? The McLaughlin. McLaughlin? Um, he just. Against a big physical run defense like this that lays the wood and plays very disciplined gap uh, fitting, you know, they he's just a guy that you he's best when you got a little bit of space to wiggle and, and move around. You don't have that. This was today. This was the type of game, Zach, you needed a lunch pail gangster like Javante Williams to wear him down and stand up in the face of it because that was a defense that, you know, they know how to play. They and they're physical, dude. And their linebackers swarm. Defensive line is legit. And so that's just not an ideal matchup for for McLaughlin, although he has kind of been quiet the last few games. You could say Javante was the offensive MVP in this game because if they don't have a running game, they don't come close to winning. I mean, the Broncos 
game plan basically for the first three quarters was a run play or a running back dump off from Russell Wilson. So Javante was paramount just like he was against Kansas city. I want to take it back. Thank you, Mike. I want to take it back to the previous comment real quick about Moreau and Jaquan. It's funny that it took so long. If they would have, if VJ would have made that change starting McMillian over Bassey and Moreau over Mathis. You have to wonder, Chad, would the first three games have gone any different? It's been the catalyst for the Broncos defensive turnaround. No doubt. No doubt. Um, and it's also important to remember, guys, that until the Broncos can start making opponents pay down the field with the play action, these stack boxes are going to continue to be uh, the order of the day for opposing defenses. And they just, the last couple of games, I mean, maybe a little bit against the Chiefs, uh, but in this one in particular, they could not capitalize on uh, the play action, really. I mean, it took a really special, magical play in, in the red zone, that touchdown to Sutton, but still, uh, let's let's go. We got a lot of people waiting. Demon Baby, so good to see you, buddy. He says, like I said last week, play like that, we can beat anyone. Exactly, dude. Broncos turning this thing around. Walk in your trap. Take over your trap. I like it, dude. That's probably a lyric somewhere. I don't know, uh, but I love it. Gary, brother, stoked for you. He says, so much went wrong and we still won. That's a statement in itself. Go Broncos. Yes, it is. I love that that mindset. Uh, Robert Otteson, kidding me? Thanks, Seattle, for Russ. Love from Nevada. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you. Drew, good to see you. An OG superstar, big-time member of our community, saying this sure doesn't look like a team that gave up 70 points anymore. A win is a win, ugly as it was at times. Kind of reminds me of the Tebow era. Yeah, similar vibe in terms of the gritty, physical, ugly at times, but finding ways to to overcome when the chips are down. Very similar uh, threads in that respect, Zach. And the Tebow era, 2011, how did that that year turn out? I mean, they went to the playoffs and won a playoff game. The Broncos can accomplish that. Not saying, I'm just saying. That would be quite the first year for Sean Payton. But you're right, Drew. I'm never apologizing for any victory. I don't care if it's one point or 70 points, like in the case of Miami in week three. But we're going to take it at this at this stage, Chad. Amen to that, uh, Drew. So good to see you, big dog. Riptie again. Thank you, brother. He says, needed blood pressure medication. I was scared out of my mind. Went to the bedroom alone for the ending of that one. Now we got to beat a hot team in Minnesota. Let's get to five and five. My son was saying they're going to win the whole time. That's cool, man. The boy believes. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you, again, this is a game that I had me a little bit more emotionally uh, up, so to speak. I turned away like this. I'm watching this on my phone. I'm watching the game on my phone because I'm getting the stream set up, right? I'm giving a very quick play-by-play. Watching the game on my phone, stream, and I see him rush the kicking crew out there. I'm like, okay, all right. And on this, this is very rare for me, but I decide – I'm not going to watch. And I hear the call. And he missed it. Oh, it's no good. Oh, but there's a flag. And I go, Whoop. I look right back. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I knew, I just knew after that flag, you're not going to miss twice, especially when you move up five yards. So, hey, man, stoked they got the win. Stoked they got the win. It came through for everybody who has uh, stayed engaged and continued to believe in Peyton and this team. BNS, good to see you, brother. Yeah, it has been a while. <laughs> Pardon me. Says, I'm here for my communion. Great win. I say the ship is righted. Got to get rid of those penalties. Kumbaya. Hashtag all pro bowls, <laughs> NHH for life. Yeah, he's bringing it back, Zach. I was going to say, is this the same BNS that was Bowles' new service? Garrett Bowles, number one fan, probably his agent using a burner account. And I'm just playing. Good to see you, BNS. And uh, Garrett, he had a penalty or two, but for the most part, he played well. The Broncos O-line, especially in the running game, just played excellent tonight, Chad. Uh, so good to see you down in uh, Texas. Quote of the day, a.k.a. Mac Dog saying, let's go. The D is getting nasty awesome. yeah it's getting dag nasty can i say uh quote of the day again mac dog saying change my name but i can sleep good tonight amen to that brother we're all gonna sleep well tonight i think and we're all gonna start our week off with a little pep to our step i think eclipse troy in the house a bona fide og in the city of brotherly love representing the orange and blue and a true og says happy monday priest and broncos fam Glad I didn't hear Von Miller's name called not one time. He was an absolute non-factor. Peace and love from Philly 
and of course bringing back the hashtag MHHUN. Yes, that's that's vintage right there, baby. Love it, Troy. So good to see you, buddy. Thank you for the super chat. I don't want to gloat because I love the guy, Chad, but what we talk about with Vaughn, what I was saying anyway, was that he might be washed. It might be the end of the line for Vaughn Miller. He wasn't even starting tonight for Buffalo, Chad. He came in later in the first quarter. So I think the writing's on the wall for him. This was a revenge game. He was motivated to help the the Bills get a much-needed victory, and he was a complete non-factor. So uh, better them wasting their money on Vaughn than the Broncos wasting their money. Yeah, with his body of work and resume, Ronk, brother, going off. Thank you so Thank much. You. I don't know what we'd do without you, big dog, on Facebook. You are a great ambassador, uh, as my dad would say. It. I, I used to, it used to bother me. No, dad, ambassador. You know, I, I know. I just like to say ambassador, okay? You're a great ambassador, Ronk. Thank you for MHH. Appreciate you. Um, I lost my train of thought on what I was saying before, but um, we'll go back to the chat here. Uh, Because we do still have quite a few stacked up and we have to wind it down. Unfortunately, we got to get some articles published at uh, milehighhuddle.com. Cameron, Ric Flair, uh, woo! That was so awesome. So happy for this team. And Russ, I think we need to give Samaj P. Ryan more touches. Dude's electric, so exciting. Yeah, it was interesting, Zach, to see that when they were going to run that kind of hurry up where the, the, the running back might be expected to do more with the ball out of the backfield as a receiver. He didn't go with McLaughlin. He went with did Sean Payton, Samaj P. Ryan. But see, the thing is, P. Ryan wasn't doing much before today's game, and everyone was saying, oh, well, you know, Jaleel should be the number two. Everyone was talking about when he played well, how good he was. So it's a matchup-based committee behind Javante in the backfield, depending on the opponent, the, the down and distance, the, uh, the situation, the game flow, it's just fortunate for Denver. They have three really solid running backs, all of which have different skill sets. Yes, indeed. Uh, KB again. Thank you, brother. So good to see you. Sutton scores on an amazing toe drag quietly scoring a lot of touchdowns this year. That he is career high already. Uh, Justin, thank you, buddy. Anyone remember Tyson Fury, how they counted him out? Zach, the boxer fighter UFC no guy. I'm pretty I sure. I, I'm pretty sure he was, and he just won recently. I cool. could be mistaken. Though. Let us know, Justin. I don't follow it. Sorry, Justin. Uh, D Porter, appreciate you, bro. Very generous. Wow, what a win! This one's for Naj, Pat Boland. Yes, <laughs> indeed. The shot of life, brother. That's Naj Altaf for you. Let me tell you. Uh, you think it's a shot of life and energetic, just like coming through the internet when we've had him on as a guest. Yeah, take that t- uh, to 11, like Spinal Tap, when you're with Naj in person. Trust. Flazify, bro, thank you. He says, do not say we got lucky. We earned this win, and we'll celebrate and cherish it. Let's get back to 500. I agree. Dispense with that's a loser stuff. The Broncos found a way, made a way. They won. Naj, again, nice deporter. Yes, sir. Uh, Jaquan is the real deal. Sutton is a human highlight reel, and Russ made plays when it mattered incredible yes it feels like all is right with the world right now zach even if you come within like virtual contact of Naj, it feels like you drink like 10 red bulls consecutively i mean his energy and positivity is so infectious and i'm so happy you you touched on this earlier chad when the broncos win i'm not happy for myself or chad's not happy for himself necessarily or scott we're happy for you guys because it's been such a hellacious seven years and for the broncos to finally turn that corner and be a team that's worth respecting and that will garner respect it's just makes my heart happy i once had a friend who went to an anthony robbins a tony robbins motivational kind of seminar thing and he came out of that just like high on life ready to go conquer the world right and what he explained to me as far as the energy of that uh, event and what uh, Tony Robbins brought to the stage and the way he just that's when I met Naj for the first time in real life, I'm like, okay, now I know what my homie meant yeah. about the uh, Tony Robbins juice. You know, Naj really does have it. He's, he's uh, energetic, fun, fun guy to be around. Uh, okay. Scott. Uh, yes, indeed. Let's do some catch up real quick because we got to get going, David. Stars for the gutsy win. Thank you, brother. Thank you, David. Appreciate you, David. OG, another OG, been with us a long, long time. Uh, big stars, big boy stars. Thank you, brother. It all really adds up, especially after a two week uh, kind of lull with the buy and everything. What a way, Zach, to kind of storm out of that thing. <laughs> 
I'm feeling great, you know, cloud nine as a professional, someone who covers the team, Chad, but I'm with you as well. Your fan kind of comes out when you have these nail-biting circumstances, and uh, so many times I saw the Broncos come out on the other end, and it was just so exhilarating to see the Broncos come out the right way. Richard, good to see you. Thank you. Welcome. He says, great win. First time chatter. Uh, Love the shows. A perfect way to end my birthday. Happy Happy birthday birthday. to you. What a birthday present, dude. Seriously. What more could you ask for? Uh, Broncos for life, MHH, Buckham. Welcome. Thank you, big dog. Really appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. Keep it coming in all the future uh, streams, my friend. Uh, Riptide again. Thank you, bro. He says Sutton's TV catch was a top five catch on the year. Yeah, and don't sleep on that throw either, dude. That was a badass throw. Howie, we need to clean up the penalties pre-snap. It's killing drives for sure. Yeah, especially against these opponents. And that's, you know, maybe the Vikings aren't the Bills, but they have a lot of momentum right now. They're hot. But those are the type of things that will kill a team, even in one that's as playing as inspired a football as the Broncos are right now. Josh, chaos, Josh, in the house. Yes, indeed. Uh, Broncos finally learning to hoist the black flag so that they can indeed rise above. Henry Rollins approved. Oi, oi, indeed, my brother. Thank you. Uh, Drew Miners should be a first-team All-Pro. I wonder if Iowa's punter declares for the draft this year. Yeah, we shall see. Nick might have some scuttlebutt on that, but tip your cap to Miners, dude. He has been good. And if the Broncos maintain this momentum and they start, not start, but continue this down the stretch, you're going to see guys who in years past have maybe been deserving of of accolades and whatnot. I'm not necessarily saying Miners was in the past, but guys like him, if the Broncos would have faded off into the sunset of this season the way they started it, he could have played at this exact same level would have totally been passed over. No one would have thought twice about him. But when you start winning, it shines light on those individual guys that are carrying the water. And he's a guy to watch for, for end-of-season accolades. Phil, good evening. Brother, so good to see you. Uh, I just got off my oxygen. Amen, dude. Trust. I, I, I feel you on that. I'm, I am not happy with the run defense. And why is it that Russ looks around and cannot find an open receiver? We've got areas to improve, but I am excited for the future. Go Broncos, MHH for life. Yeah, it was uh, an imperfect win, but a win nonetheless, Zach, against a high-quality opponent. And I want to talk about the – I don't think we gave enough flowers to Sutton and Russ for that touchdown. I saw something that the NFL tweeted. That seven-yard touchdown pass to Sutton had a completion probability of 3.2%. It was the most improbable completion of the next-gen stats era. And that was – Vintage Russell Wilson Whoa. making something happen when you thought there was nothing there and an even better catch by Cortland Sutton. Initially called out of bounds, super close, got his toes down. That is the the plays that you wanted to see from both of them. And when it actually materializes, Chad, in a big situation, it is beautiful. Indeed, and thank you for sharing that. This it's quintesse- It was a quintessential case of making your own luck. All right, that's what the Broncos are doing. Boogmeister, good to see you, brother. Vaughn was the 12th man. <laughs> Broncos for life. Uh, was he really the 12th man? I don't know. Uh, Fox family uh, Fox family breaks. Thank you. The team just looks different. They have more fight and heart. Love it. If Vance keeps the defense playing this way, do we keep him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Sean Payton wants to be right that he bet on the right horse. And so exactly. far, it's looking like he, he did, even though it was brutally, I mean, historically bad to start the season. Things have come together. You know, they figured out the personnel. You know, they got things uh, communication-wise. Is something Justin Simmons talked about uh, this past week. You know, their communication is on point, and that has made a huge difference. You get Kareem Jackson back. I think it's going to help, especially, Zach, if uh, P.J. Locke ends up missing time. That's the one fly in this ointment that really does bother me is when Turner yells out there, man, I just I just cringe. I'm just waiting for the blown coverage. I'm waiting for the missed tackle. It's just – you know, redemption awaits for everybody, but uh, he's a guy where it's kind of been slow coming. Larry, Lucas Kroll should get more snaps. Yes, that one play where Russ missed him down the sideline. I mean, there was a penalty anyway if memory serves, but that speed, I think it should have been a light bulb moment for the for the, the coaching staff. You might have to uh, 86 somebody once you, once you run out of his elevations and just sign him to the roster because – he does bring uh, – I didn't realize he was that fast, Zach. I did not realize he was that fast as a tight end. Can we 86 Adam Troutman, who literally provides no value uh, to the this starter? Offense? 
the starter, right. Adam Troutman. Exactly. I would easily take that uh, trade off. And Krull, I was uh, doing some digging into him. You had the article, Chad, that the Broncos elevated him. But I remember when the Broncos picked him up after the preseason, put him on the practice squad. I noted on Twitter, Lucas Krull led all NFL tight ends this preseason in re receptions and receiving yards. He's a 2022 undrafted free agent, the ideal blend of size and speed. There's some there there, and I want to see more of Lucas Krull. The doctor, Christopher L. Bush jumping in. Good to see you, brother. The D has stopped two high-powered offenses, uh, offensive teams that have been in the playoffs the past few years. That's right. Give them their props, man. Give them their props. I've been uh, binge watching again, Game of Thrones. You know, bend the knee, bend the knee, and give the man his props. Woofy, that one hit should have uh, hit. That one hit should have been an ejection if it was KJ Kareem Jackson. Uh, it would have been uh, for sure. Denbrock's for life. Buck him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little bit of a reputation. I won't put him on the same level as Avantez Perfect, but. He's definitely in the crosshairs of every officiating crew who knows he's going to step on the field. Eric, brother, appreciate you. He says, Priest, Broncos country, let's freaking go. Broncos have rediscovered how to scrap, fight, and win. MHH and Denver Broncos for life. Right back at you, brother. Thank you very much. Philip. good to see you. Welcome. Thank you for the super chat. Really, really appreciate you, my friend. Uh, we are about out of time, though, guys. We got a couple more supers, and then we got to dip on out of here. Uh, this evening, John Presley, good to see you, buddy. Says, I want to build Goldberg. I want to build Goldberg. This, I got, I got you, this one, you know, this, right? I Go got on. this one. He had the streak in WCW. They lined up, you know, everyone against him, and he defeated everyone, everyone until Starcade when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall used the what, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but it, Goldberg was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, and I would love for the Broncos to have that reputation. And that's what I was talking about, Chad. No one, especially if they beat the Vikings next Sunday night, no one is going to want to face this team come December and maybe even beyond. Riptie again, bro. Thank you. It says Broncos for life, live and die, orange and blue. And it sounds like, too, you're raising them right, my friend. So good to hear. Uh, and then we're closing it out with a very nice message from the man himself, the Ronk, uh, keeping everybody excited, keeping the conversation going, letting everybody feel the love. Thank you, Mike. We're out of here, but we got a couple of messages before we dip, so don't leave quite yet. That was one of the more pleasurable MHH podcasts in quite a while. If you're not doing so, please, as Scott pantomimes what pleasurable is, follow us at the MHH pod. You can follow us also the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad N. Jensen. I'm at Kelberman, Kelberman NFL. Can't even pronounce my own Twitter name. And Scott's at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some MHH merch like the Hatchburg Rock and Buckham merch, anything, check it out mhhmerch.com also don't forget to drop us a like at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod find us on instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle and make sure you're leaving your football priests a five five star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month but if anything guys and gals all in broncos country please subscribe like and share this video and every video you see on the mhh channel it really helps us grow and reach more broncos fans just like you baby shout out to these great super chat superstars and supporters tonight throwing down starting with facebook david wilder michael ronquillo claude riley phil mclaughlin eric weber cameron wadman howie freaking day colby c collier george fox miguel santistevan and i think that's that on facebook on uh, YouTube, the superstars showing out in force. Mr. Roosh, Jason, Troy, Rip Dye, David the Papa Bear, Lady D, Jess, Brad, Chris Hernandez, Larry, Alexander, Rick, Snarky User, Jonathan Fig, uh, Mike Edel, Patriot Tech, Sam Bam, Mark Ward. Uh, did I get Ted already? No, Ted, uh, Tom, Ethan, aka DWI guys, Steve Hale, Naj, Grover, Nathan, KB. Uh, Demon Baby, Alo, uh, Gary, the Swashbuckler, Robert, Drew, BNS, and OG, Eclipse Stormborn, and OG, uh, Robert, uh, Mac Dog, Justin, D Porter, Flazify, Richard Orndoff, uh, Oi Boy Josh, the Chaos Meister, uh, Drew, FA, Zeus McPeak, Fox Family, the Boogmeister, uh, let's see, the Doc, Chris Bush, Wolfie Malat, Philip Plump, uh, John Presley, 
Much love and respect, guys. Appreciate you so much. Broncos for breakfast on the bright. Megan Rourke jumping in. Hello, hey guys, first timer. You guys are legit. The way Sean Payton called the end of the game with the runoff uh, running in, the kicking unit was genius, won the game. Well said, Megan, and thank you. Appreciate you. Stick around. Connect with us on Twitter. Keep the conversation going. We hope to see you in the next stream. But don't forget uh, Broncos for breakfast in the morning, followed by building the Broncos tomorrow night. And Zach and I will be back Thursday. Now, just imagine that was Nathaniel Hackett being in charge of the end of halves. They probably would have called a flea flicker or a tight end reverse or something. But uh, we're gonna that's going to do it for us tonight. Be sure to check us out Thursday night. We have BFB tomorrow morning. Have a great start to your week. Revel in this victory. Apologize to no one and continue to love and support your now four and five Denver Broncos. Have a great night. Until next time, take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.